Hello there, welcome to the Poppycock Podcast. We appreciate you listening. For those of you on YouTube, we know we moved uh, channels, but that's because the old channel got locked out. So, hey, what are you going to do? Today we're going to be talking about Frank Castle. He's a controversial figure in the comic book scene. We're going to get into it in this episode. Cue music. Uh, but yeah, Frank Castle, uh, if you haven't been following, it'll bring you up to speed. Essentially, some people think that he uh, is a character that is sort of making gun violence and excessive vengeance seem like it's a cool mainstream thing that all the kids should be trying. And, uh, well, that makes them very upset. And on top of that, people don't like the fact that certain individuals in the real world have slapped his sticker on a uh, article of clothing or a, you know back window of their car and or truck and that's been sort of a, a boiling fiasco for really I, I would say around the time that even back when the first Punisher solo series was about to come out they kind of uh, they reduced their presence at comic-con that year because people were sort of up in a tizzy about gun violence and you know just like violence in the media but I, I don't know, I look at it sort of like Mortal Kombat. There's, there's nothing realistic about what Frank Castle is doing. It's like John Wick. No one does that in real life. You, you would be dead very quickly. What do you think, Sam? Uh, I think bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Okay, well, thanks. Insightful. Uh, I would say I've seen his new logo, and mm-hmm. I enjoy it. I understand why they needed to change it. Yeah, I, I wanna. I've discussed it in previous episodes uh, that we've done, but I'll I'll cover it again a little bit in here about like the positive message that in a way that because speaking purely from like I've never been in law enforcement or anything like that, and there are entire comic book uh, panels and stuff dedicated to the fact that like the police shouldn't within the context of in the universe of Frank Castle and, and Marvel. They shouldn't uh, look at Frank Castle as like an icon, because he's really just there for whenever crime slips through their fingers and they screwed up. They follow the law. He doesn't follow the law. Like they shouldn't glorify his actions. Yeah, he's kind of like the A team, except very much evil. But from speaking purely from the military standpoint, I can only speak from my own perspectives. So I'm not going to speak on behalf of you know other people's life experiences, but. I can't name really a single person who didn't have a Punisher skull on, like, their locker or on, you know, like, a a vest or uh, a bag or a tattoo. Even in American Sniper, you see the fact they have, like, the Punisher logo on everything. Chris Kyle uh, was—that's a big thing within the military. It's like, it's— and people think it's like, oh, because you think you're so cool and so edgy. And it's not. It's a lie that you're telling yourself that you're like Frank and that you're too tough and cool to die. Like, everything can go wrong, but you'll walk out of it like a vengeful spirit refusing to die and you'll get vengeance. It's like a, a comforting bedtime story that adults in a dangerous profession tell themselves so that they aren't so scared of death because it is a very real inevitability and I can't even count on both hands the number of friends that and co-workers that I made that I didn't get to, you know, watch grow old. So for me, I think military using it 
that's the way I always interpreted it. I mean, these are the same people that during a barracks inspection, they saw my uh, Thunderbolts poster on the wall and they looked at uh, the lineup and someone pointed to Deadpool. It's like, hey, why does uh, Spider-Man have swords? And a guy turned to me very cocky and he, and he sort of gave me the shoulder nudge. And uh, he went, no, that's Venom. So he didn't even get the right colored spider person if he was going for bad guys. Also, Agent Venom was right next to him in that sort of cover spread. Uh, it, was, it was just Deadpool. Those people who don't know comics knew Frank Castle. They knew what the symbol meant to them. The Punisher definitely had his... It was more of a 90s character. Fact. And, you know, stuff happened. And, you know, yeah, have to go into situations a bit more delicately. And I think that... Punisher definitely needed an update of some sort. I think updating the logo. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't dislike the logo. Yeah, updating the logo I think was a very smart decision on their part, saying like, yeah, what they're associating with is not what the character's about. Yeah, because there's a whole thing about are they just going to stop having the Punisher? Little Miko, you were just a little attention whore today. Yeah, it was, but it was like a long time where we were wondering if the, is the Punisher just going to be discontinued. Yeah, that we actually have a, a video about that on. Uh, I don't know if I did it on my private on like this channel now that you know this stuff will be found on, or if I did it back on the Poppycock podcast proper. Um, uh, back at my old house before we moved, um, because they just stopped doing Punisher comics, and people were like, "Did they quietly discontinue the Punisher like as a character?" You know, everyone kind of puts their own... They, It's like the glasses from National Treasure. Everyone has mm -hmm. all these different biases they lift and put down even without realizing it based on what they believe and what they've been through. And so whenever they look at something, they, we're not usually seeing the same thing, even if we're actually looking at the same thing. Yeah. I like how Bill Burr put it. It's like, talk about like, you know, I'll say something, I'll get cut up by your childhood as it enters your brain, and then you'll regurgitate and it'll look entirely different. Yeah, 100%. And, like, again, I think I am an adult. I have lived through some things that some adults, I would hope not many adults, but uh, I've, I've just been through some rough times and some learning experiences that I don't think everyone goes through. I mean, obviously, given the era that we're recording this, there has been some tough times that everyone has gone through, which... I like to believe has added some maturity and some sensibility to people, but let's be real, it probably didn't. Just made people a little bit angrier. Mm. But uh, I, that's why, you know, because I saw the people who were like, I might die, and then I saw them leave, and then they didn't come back. And that Punisher logo to them was like the promise that, like, the good guys will win. Like, if I go down, it'll be for a cause that was worthy, and, you know... I don't even think I will. If I get shot, I'll just get back up because I'm too tough. I'm like Frank. Yeah. And it's he's like a, a fictional, he's like a, not, I guess, myth or legend. Like, it's it's sort of like something like an old cowboy would tell someone about that. Yeah, just like, like kind of wives' tales and yeah. stuff. And I'll say, like, I don't know how you would, you had mentioned uh, Punisher should be continued as a member of sort of the, uh, more like killing werewolves and vampires. Yeah, like the Midnight Suns or the Illumin... Well, not Illuminati, because he would hate. So he would not like Doctor Strange or any of the people there. But the Midnight Suns, if, like, Blade was like... He'd, he'd go chop some, like, you know... It could be a mobster who is also a werewolf. I think you could meet in the middle. And that would... people The senseless violence of their blood is, like, silver or blue. People kind of turn their brain off, like, yeah, that's not real. So I think that sort of 
pop yeah. culture being cool for adults now has unfortunately it was just Kevin Smith before and now all these adults are talking about it yeah there's a so I was thinking how I would do Punisher like if I were in charge of yeah I would make it an old man Punisher and it's sort of the plot to the first Zorro movie where he's training the next yeah some guys like mm-hmm. oh I want to be the next Punisher is like you don't want to be the Punisher that's not a something you should want to be you should be your own thing and he's like teaching restraint and he's more of a critique of someone who thinks they know what the punisher is i think that kid it has like a sort of meta element to it yeah like you think you know but that's not yeah. really the core of and it. the end result would be a new young punisher who maybe doesn't even go by the name punisher doesn't have a skull doesn't use guns and he's like but like i'm gonna you know like he'll I don't know if you've seen, uh, it was like My Girl or something like that. It was the Jace Momoa Netflix movie. I have not seen that one yet. A Sweet Girl, I think is what it is. Sweet Girl. Uh, it's, there's a whole part where basically like, I starts beating the crap out of people, trying to get them to confess, you know, like mm-hmm. talk to them like, hey, you let my wife die of cancer. I'm going to, you know, kill you now. And like, they'll be like, whatever, you know, I'll get away with it. I know. Like, it's your word against mine. And he'll be recording them. And it's mm-hmm. sort of he... And, like, that type of Punisher where he makes smart, people... A smart Punisher. Where he makes people think he's going to kill them. And so he uses the myth of Frank Castle. To... Yeah. Part of me likes the idea maybe he has a gun and he's, like, pointing at him. And, like, once... Then the other guy grabs gun out of his hand and there's no bullets in it. He never had any bullets on him. I like that. You know, just something that's, like... I may make a suggestion to this hypothetical character. Sure. Originally, I was going to say he wouldn't use the Punisher name. But then you said about how he would sort of make people think that that's his whole goal. Yeah. And then he's really just playing a mind game on them. I like the idea of a more tactical, smarter uh, Punisher follow-up that uses that myth to his advantage. Yeah. I would say instead of getting rid of the skull, you just give him like a tactical ballistic mask that has a candy skull sort of Day of the Dead style mm. mask. Because as someone who spent quite a deal of time in El Paso and New Mexico and parts of California and who, you know, we descend from people who, you know, it's a mixture of people who went to powwows and, you know actual mexicans i'm a i have a, a huge soft spot for that like the visual aesthetic for the things that i i connected with in el paso and then you know yeah you just kind of cruces area you just kind of lean into the opening to i think specter i think it was the yeah. james bond where it's like very day of the dead yelling into that and maybe you can have the new punisher be hispanic or something like yeah, that i would say that would make I sense mean, especially since i was pulling from zorro obviously yeah spanish makes sense it's funny my idea that I pitched, so our other brother, Sam, mm-hmm. whenever we were driving, his pitch was to do a Cosmic Ghost Rider style one mm-hmm. where it's just like uh, Old Man Logan style, but he's, you know, the Cosmic Ghost Rider. He's got yeah. ridiculous powers so that that sort of helps people have more cognitive dissonance between yeah. And what was the deal fiction. with the baby Thanos that he carried around? I didn't read the comic. I, I wouldn't know. I think it was a, essentially a situation like what Cable had for a while where Cable had to deal with, you know, a baby version of, I, I think there was a baby, there was a young apocalypse at one point, there was a baby, I think, version of himself as well on his chest. But my pitch was always have him, but I like yours, I think, a little bit more than mine, but I think elements between the two could be combined of a 
uh, Frank Castle, who does sort of a John Wick style battle through like the underground of crime, mm-hmm. and he sort of impossibly survives the odds and keeps cutting his way deeper. And my thought was like, have it be the people who intentionally keep wars going on, or who push up like the cost of like food and housing, mm-hmm. or make you know the stock market volatile for people. And then you end with him literally landing on like the Marvel equivalent of the Epstein Island, and just like. It's just a cabal of terrible, horrible people from across the world, and he just takes them all out. And then after he dies, you just hear about a bunch of people who wear different versions of the skull across the world that were inspired by Frank genuinely making the world a safer place, a more honest and real place that feared that memento mori of the skull. Mm -hmm. And so they all have their own gimmick, they all have their own level of lethality, they all have their own whatever. I, of course, being an army man, suggested an army ranger be the new sort of unofficial uh punisher because i they always like i was in the marines i was tough boy in the marines yeah well there's tough boys in the army too and you know we have a lot more funding so you're you literally get hand-me-downs from the navy let's just chill out yeah i I have friends in the marines i'm not bashing them oh it was uh the corruption is sort of Mm -hmm. you know the actually making a difference well i've been reading a lot of analysis of george orwell stuff because i was trying to feel good writing I was trying to reverse engineer how he basically thought of his stuff. And basically his whole philosophy was uh, that it's not so much people in power are corrupt. It's that just having even the promise of power corrupts people. Hmm. And like he, one thing that he mentioned uh, very well that was a, a revolution by definition ends where it began with someone in power over other people true and it was a whole uh allegory for marxism and the revolution of russia uh but not the happiest of times to live through no and he was a george orwell was a socialist and a very he had a unique interpretation of the elements that should be implemented and to what degree and when his whole philosophy on that and my point came back to frank castle because we kind of straight off yeah i was like i don't know how we're gonna stick uh, was that like, the institution was not necessarily corrupt, but it was, like, the promise of power and all these things. My only concern with a Frank Castle that, like, inspires a whole bunch of others mm-hmm. is that by that very nature, that could become well, like, corrupt. In my, in my thought process, it wasn't necessarily, like, now they're all full-time punishers. It's just, like, I think my mind just kind of goes back to John Wick of, like, or even Nobody, which I still need to see in full. But the idea of someone who, when the time arises, has the means and the gumption and the spine to stick to what they believe and protect. But most of the time, life operates in the, in the means that it should. Society works. People, the, the fear, like what was it? Oh, I can't remember which one of the founding fathers said that the government should live in fear of its people. The people shouldn't live in fear of their government. The same process could be applied to finances and educational institutions and just predatory practices across the board, the idea that you never know when that, you know, maybe that clerk you were hitting on, she could be a punisher. And even if she isn't, the, you know, person that's restocking the drinks next to her, she could be a punisher. So you never know who's watching you, and the threat of, like, a lethal response or a brutal response would keep people from ever really even needing to exercise Uh, that. Kind of a vigilante deterrent. Big stick situation. Yeah. Not to step on uh, Howard Stark's catchphrase of, Sam, can you help me out on that? Was it Tony or Howard that said you should only fire once? Uh, uh, He was quoting his father. 
he, I believe it was Tony who said you, the only one you only have to fire once. He was quoting someone who says, uh, like, the best weapon is the one you never have to fire. And he mm -hmm. said, I respectfully disagree. I prefer the weapon I'll you look only it up. have to fire once. Yeah. I thought, I knew there's a moment where he's like, but I disagree. And then he sort of adds his own touch to it. Uh, yeah, it was made up for the movie, uh, as far as I can find. Well, it's, it's a base on walk, uh, walk quietly and carry a big stick. It's yeah. a presidential quote. Um, but yeah, and it, of course it's all within the realm of fiction, so you can always say that like the goodness of people worked. I mean, these are people who also see the Avengers and the X Men on like a daily basis. You know, it's yeah, and you could also say that like uh, the first Spider movie, like you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Yeah, that's a really good. I love that sentiment. Like New York was a character in the Raimi movies. It was its own. Yeah. Especially in a post nine eleven like f box office, people needed that feeling of like unity and togetherness and i think that honestly it's something that the world always kind of needs a little nudge like no, you can't really overdose on the sense of mm. movies or books or ideas that enforce the idea that your neighbors will come to your aid and help you out and at your worst moments you won't truly be alone even though as we've all probably witnessed sometimes you are alone but it's again these are myths and stories that we just tell we've just found a way to capitalize on the profit margins yeah. of them i've been uh looking up with the whole george orwell but was also with some people like Ayn Rand in their views on patriotism mm -hmm. as it's as a concept. George Orwell was like in favor of it, but he also said like you should be concerned because that sort of groupthink is dangerous. Echo yeah, because they brought up how before uh, what's his, what's his name the guy he slurred all his words. He was British in World War Two and Radical, Churchill. Churchill, yes. Uh, he the guy before him was like. Well, maybe if we ask nicely, they'll stop yeah, World War II. That's what that was the whole stance was against jo appeasement. And George Orwell, or uh, and he brought up how everyone voted him into office because we all didn't want to be the bad guys. Yeah. But then we realized that you know, in order to win a war, you kind of have to fight it. Mm -hmm. And it was like none of us wanted to lose any more people, like we did in World War One. But the most intelligent path is when, and this is personal bias, and we've gotten way off. But uh, the idea of the perfect version of a military or any type of protective force is one that will act in times of need, but won't needlessly act. These people are in danger, they need help. Okay, we'll act quickly and swiftly and take care of them, and we won't try to install a shadow regime and try to further our own resources. Or we won't send your you know, children and your brothers and sisters, your neighbors, your, your lovers, to war over oil that you won't reap any benefit from. And that we will not change the prices on. We will just benefit from. And we live in a world where those practices are, they're not, they're not strictly beholden to any one nation or regime. They're practiced worldwide, and that's sort of like the nuclear problem. Of once it exists, it's hard to convince everyone to not do it. And some people don't know any way other than to do it. Yeah. The Punisher is a nuclear option in a realm of nuclear options where Frank Castle will just show up in a war machine armor if he has to to take you down. He will escalate to your level, so it's best not to escalate. And in a fictional universe, that's a pretty cool... Yeah. Part of me likes the idea of a Punisher, like a sequel Punisher, not like obviously Frank Castle, who's like more of a whistleblower, and like the moment he gets that information out, then suddenly Iron Man's at your front door with Captain America, and like the Avengers like, no, you're we're dealing with you now. Like you whistle blew uh, like a secret that the Avengers were like Tony Stark. A situation that the a one bad lie is necessary to keep a greater good active. Sort of that yeah. conundrum. Yeah. I was actually, so I had two ideas that will lead us into the actual comic book mm -hmm. discussion that's coming out in March or May, I believe. And um, I believe I, I, I was thinking it'd be kind of interesting if Dakin 
the son of Wolverine mm-hmm. became the next Punisher. Ooh. Because then you have a guy who doesn't need to use guns, so the gun violence question is out of the it's out of the equation, mm-hmm. and it gives you an, uh, a lethal protector, and he wouldn't just be a Wolverine clone. I mean, there are literally Wolverine clones, but he wouldn't just be an, like another copy and paste of the character on a page. He would be serving a different story purpose. He'd be multi-ethnic, which gives you an interesting background. He has mm-hmm. a very interesting sort of curse and and like draw towards things, and I think it'd be interesting to explore his draw towards being honorable in the way that his father never was, but also his draw towards violence, which runs in his family. because yeah, his mother was a very honorable person. Tried to... And his father was less so. Yeah. And his father's brother was also less so. And yeah, his father's which... clones were also generally less It's honorable. why I was saying that they need to make a comic book that's just Dakin, who has the identical powers to Wolverine, no different claws. Liam Neeson's and... movie, Dakin. And he's just like... Like... Oh, my mom told me about you. She recently passed away because, you know, she's from World War Two. Yeah. And... I think... She, is she from World War Two, or she was slightly afterwards? Oh, slightly after. Father was in World War Two, But uh, then he's just like, hey, like, I wanted to meet you because she told me how, like, an honorable person you were. And then it's just a comic of them hanging out and him quickly realizing that his father is... A Tom Hardy-type character who is yeah. rough around the edges. Also, I have it where his bone claws... Uh, he intentionally grooms them to be more, like, blade-like, mm-hmm. more like the shape of the metal claws. Like finally nails. Yeah. So but, he gets, like, a, a mutant pedicure. Yeah, and also, he never gets adamantium in his body, ever. That he has sense. an adamantium sword that's, mm. like, was, you know, his grandfather's. But That's a good segue to what we are going to talk about with Frank, because he has swords now. But I want to briefly say that while you were talking, what? yep, that's what we're going to get to. But while you were talking, it made me think about uh, how interesting it would be because you said the leaker. It'd be interesting if a like Buddhist monk pacifist essentially Ooh. ended up becoming the Punisher. He's like, I just want you to apologize. And he just basically sort of can dodge every attack and can he sort of neutralize you. And he's not, he's not there to like shoot you or slice you or anything. He's just like, I don't like punishing people. I just think that you should apologize. And he's just a very well-mannered man who runs around and just, you know, through the use of martial arts and intense emotional and ethical training, isn't drawn into the senseless violence that humanity is. It's, it's another nice little tale of, like, maybe there are people out there who aren't drawn towards the, you know, m- basest of human draws. Yeah. I, and it would be a complete opposite of Frank Castle's yeah. dog of war yeah. turned loose. More of an equalizer. But anyway, getting to not having guns, the reason in-universe of Frank Castle ditching his old logo going to this new sort of design, which to me, I think, visually looks a lot like what you would see in like a cartoon in the early 2000s. It's very Jackie Chan Adventures. Like, that would be on a talisman. Mm. I just said that word completely wrong. My lips are swollen. I recently got injured really badly. So my my words yeah. in a spoken medium Talisman. Are, thank you. My I've, I've also tried drinking things and accidentally spit on myself today. So it's been a whole... I look like a Kardashian. Uh, the swelling has gone down. You don't care. You can't see it. By the time you hear this, it's not even a problem. But uh, essentially, and I always mess this up because of Ninja Turtles, he has taken over the Hand Clan, who I keep wanting to call the Foot Clan because I watched They're more, more nin- famous. I watched more Ninja Turtles cartoons as a kid than I read Daredevil and Punisher comics. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, and that's sort of like the methodology behind him getting, he like has short swords on his hips, he doesn't have blades, and he has that logo on a more samurai-ized, samurai 
Ronin-inspired ensemble that he finds himself wearing as the new head of the clan of assassins that he believes he can lead down a path that is sort of like what we've discussed of like, why can't Batman just take over the the League of Assassins or League of Shadows and just be like, all right, cool, you don't get to kill anymore. I'm in charge. There's no reason he wouldn't, except that it's a vast change from the status quo. It would make it very hard for other comic book writers, so it can't happen. Well, that and also it's a whole group of killers who all came together on the common art of killing that probably it would be a tough sell. It would be hard, but I also believe they would have to respect it. Sort of not to spoil Book of Boba Fett, but that's an idea of like a new person takes over. They have a different way of doing things. Not everyone is sold on it. A few people will try to kill you, but ultimately you'll keep them in line. But Batman is a character that DC likes to keep at a status quo. It's very financially successful. Fans like it. The Punisher is clearly someone who is in need of a, of a change to some degree. So I don't, and again, I'm one of the people who I'm not offended by people changing things. Like people are like, we're going to make uh, Superman's son gay in this continuity, but he's straight in this continuity. I'm like, I don't really care either way. Whichever one ends up being more interesting to me is kind of what I'll make my internal mosaic of that character. And yeah. we said off air that in Batman Beyond, because Bat, uh, Bat, <laughs> I said, I almost said Bat Momer. Matt Bomer, almost said Boner, because again, my lips are screwed up. And I can't drink anything with caffeine or else it'll burn my lips. Bat boner. Uh, he should play future John Smith. John Smith. <laughs> John Kent uh, in the Batman Beyond universe because he's a beautiful man. And I think, you know, why not get a gay actor to play a bisexual character? I know it's not one-to-one, but he's an incredible actor yeah, who course. has played Superman in an animated feature yeah. and a Kia commercial once. Not Ikea. Kia. Like the car. It was a car commercial. Um... Maybe it was Nissan. It was one of those. It was like a Japanese commercial. But, because, you know, and that I think is interesting. You know, it's that. And Frank right now is in a position where people are mad at him. He had a really good run uh, up before the the Ultimate Universe and the regular universe smashed into each other. It was a beautiful run. It's tied into the uh, the Punisher War Machine story. Uh, the art looks like he's John Bernthal. It's phenomenal. He's a tactical just genius he a weapon of mass destruction he has to deal with is just electro but for him that's a problem Mm. and it's really beautiful and really interesting and they get the guns and the tactical wear correct which is such a pain to get right when you have the props let alone when you have to draw every line and i'm if you want to look up who the artists and the writers were for that of like punisher war machine and all that because they did leading up to that i want to give them credit but i'm not against frank castle getting a change as I said before, I think the character of the Punisher can live on beyond Frank Castle, and I would have just done, like, the memory of Frank Castle inspires things. And I believe there's even a story where Frank dies, and it has an impact on the world. But I think, again, no caffeine, didn't get a lot of sleep last night, my face is swollen, my, my memory and my mind are not fully working. I'm shockingly articulate, given the circumstances, I feel. For me, Frankie boy... He can he can exceed that. Of course, I was writing. I I already wrote a draft of my own Punisher story, that would be an awesome short film in my opinion. But right as I had it landed out, I already knew I had a couple of friends that I was going to cast in certain roles. I was going to start buying props and stuff. Uh, the pandemic happened, so I mean the Winter Soldier can show up in a mask. He's fine. He's already got it. But you know. And it was because uh, a really cool stunt guy did his own Punisher thing, and I was like, oh, that's really different, and I like this, and I kind of want to deliver on that more. I would say if I were going to do my sort of Zorro Punisher thing, I would get the guy who did the, it was a Hawkeye run. 
Yeah, but I would, I would say if you really want to deal with Punisher, change his logo, and you want to do it simplest way possible. Literally have it where there's a group of people taking his logo and just murdering people and being like, oh yeah, just like I, a real world. I mirror. suggested having in that sort of Frank Castle executes as many scumbags as he can before a triumphant end pitch. I was going to have where he starts off by killing racists, and then he starts killing corrupt cops, and then he starts killing corrupt politicians, and then he goes to the Epstein Island, or the, you know, Frothenberger, or whatever they would have to do to make it work within their universe and not offend anyone, although no one should be offended by people hating Epstein. Uh, just have it be Aldrich Killian be the yeah. mirror. Ugh, I don't know if I like, I feel bad making Aldrich Killian a, that type of villain. Like I, I know he's not a real person, but I just I'm seeing guy, uh, yeah, guy Pierce, and I feel I feel guilty. Huh. He's a beautiful man. Um, but yeah, that was sort of my pitch was sort of show all the things he's against as like his final bow out, and then have it inspire people. But personally, I'm not against. Also, I I watched Shang Chi, and I really liked their version of the Ten Rings, and it feels like their version of the hand in this is very Ten Rings inspired, or maybe vice versa, depending on who you ask. I mean, what's what's your opinion? You seem to be not dissimilar from me about the whole changing Frank. Yeah. Uh, I do think that they should, just to preface, I do think they should be suing people who are using, like, wearing the Punisher logo and then doing horrible things. I think those people deserve full legal recourse for the use of, like, the character and, like, unsolicited, uh, yeah. you know, use of the, of the yeah, image if, and if brand a, defamation. If a kid with cancer can't have spider-man on his tombstone these losers can't have the punisher logo i did want to bring that up because people have said that marvel sued that family and that's not true i found out um they asked hey can we put spider-man on this tombstone and they said if we do we set a legal precedence and it could get hairy so i'm sorry but we can't but we would like to offer you our condolences and this care package or something similar to it if that would make you happy uh... so it was a legal situation and they weren't dicks and I, in my opinion the family should have asked for forgiveness not permission who's gonna do you think Walt Disney is going to, his cyborg body and Frozen Ender are going to waltz through that cemetery, see it, and like, demand someone deface a child's tombstone? Like no. Se- like season four of uh, Batman Animated Series where it's just Mr. Freeze's head on spider legs? Yeah, like, I don't think, I don't even think Marvel would have known. I think maybe the company that was engraving it probably needed to ask because they were worried. They didn't want to get sued, maybe. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't have even asked for permission. So, but that's my whole process. If they protected their brand there, that's a very unique situation, and it's a hard call, but it makes sense. I do also think, and I, I was explaining this to uh, Sam the other day, they're in a really weird position where they have to, everyone who's ultra-woke, everyone who's ultra-conservative, they have to make both of them as happy as possible while also trying to appeal to China. And there are very few things that those three groups and everyone in between can agree on. And unfortunately, in a way to try and not offend as many, like trying to keep that number down, they're just not really pressing legal charges against people who wear the Punisher logo and then go do terrible things. And I don't even know legally if they have precedence to do it, but I think even just the notion of them trying to would send a clear message of, that's not Frank. You're stupid. This isn't what it yeah. is. And brand defamation definitely would be a thing. It's like, hey, this is a character worth you know X number of yeah. net worth, and it's losing value every time one of these losers... Yeah, we, we can't optimize... We can't yeah, execute on our character because you keep executing as our character. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely make those changes. But that being said, I don't think they're tucking their tail and changing the logo forever. It's clearly going to go back eventually. This is definitely, there's nothing in comics that really sticks forever. Yeah. There's always a reboot or a, or a new writer or a new artist who just doesn't care. Yeah. 
But what's your opinion on this whole the change up in the, in the design in the comics? I mean, part of me likes it, and it's for a very complicated reason, less complicated than what we've talked about thus far. But uh, when I grew up watching, you know, comics, you know, Marvel stuff, Nick Fury was white. Yeah. And then when he was black, I was like, oh, cool, black Nick Fury. It's like Samuel Jackson. I know Mace Windu. But then uh, they were like, so when are we going to have a white Nick Fury back? And he's like, never. And I was like, oh. But then seeing, like, oh, this is a new, more uniformed, higher-up Punisher who's, like, training people. It's like, oh, maybe he'll be like Nick Fury again. And so there's a part of me... Oh, so in your, it's not like a... Once it becomes new, you're worried you can't get it back. In your mind, it's like, oh, he can fill that void that Nick Fury used to have yeah, in uh, the Marvel Universe. Granted, white Nick Fury was kind of like MCU Nick Fury in the fact that he was a major, like, just tease... And how he'd be like, I'm here. Not that's actually a robot. I'm actually over here. Yeah. Just kidding. I'm in space. And that was like... That was his gimmick. Nick Fury, when he was first introduced, he had his own comic run yeah. where he was just James Bond. Mm -hmm. uh, most of his villains were just robot hymns that he had left lying around who were like <laughs> super angry at him. Mm. And it seems like now that's what they're doing with... Uh, having scrolls working for Nick Fury's. That... Yeah, which is kind of what Secret Invasion also kind of became at some point of just I, like... I'm just really ticked off with how MCU handled scrolls. Like... Yeah. They could have... Like, Thanos snapped people out of existence. Now there's a whole bunch of green people who have, look very similar to him, and they made it where they didn't look like him, and also they weren't evil. But, I mean, that's true. The whole coming back and disappearing is a really good time. You could also say, since he cut half the universe, that maybe the remaining scrolls became duplicitous and violent in that five-year yeah, period. Yeah, and there was like a civil war. That kind of happened from well, it. you can't say that you'd have called Civil War 2, and if you're doing comics, it has to be Civil War 3. There was a colonial war, I feel like that would offend more people somehow. Um, a cold war, but yeah, I would even be fine with them taking Frank Castle, and he's like, Yeah, I'm the leader of the hand, why? Because we need to be better at ninja murder stuff, why? You're already the best because we're gonna go to space, like you could go as crazy or as even you just want. like, Yeah. Eternals are a thing, and Guardians of the Galaxies are a thing. I want to kill an Eternal before I die. And it's like, so we need to up our game. So we got Punisher and a whole bunch, and they basically build a suit. Hand basically makes a suicide squad of people that they can think will be able to help them accumulate power. I would, I, I think that's almost an entirely different comic premise of just make a the best killer suicide squads, like of good guys and villains, to try to kill an immortal, like horrible eternal creature. That is unkillable, so you're like, well, one of these guys has got to be able to, right? Yeah. You just send them out there. The literal nuclear option. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I don't dislike it. I think I think Disney Marvel needs to make some type of move to say publicly and more than just with PR and social media that they're not down with what yeah. the what people perceive it to be on both sides of the issue. I would say even just having a high up, like, marvel accountant or something yeah. be like that's not what the character stands for stop it some of the comic creators coming out and saying something would be nice too yeah, i mean I, like, we all know that's how they feel the comic authors doing punisher who maybe helped like did some really popular punisher arcs yeah. being like this is what the character is I'm imagine saying. if one of the ongoing punisher arcs they replaced his skull with a flower and said we'll give him the skull back once you idiots stop wearing it People would just double down. People are stubborn and stupid. Stubborn, stupid people don't react well to ultimatums. Ask me how I know. Very well. Now he's hailing Hydra. Mm. That is something that kind of bothered me, is that uh, whenever Cap went full Hydra, he's like, yeah, I'll side with you. He's like, he shouldn't have. Oh, do, just introduce a female Punisher. 
They that he would... had a female Punisher sidekick in the pre-rebooted universe. Hmm. Uh, I don't remember what her name was. It might have been Memento Mori, but it was something like that. And she was like a cop who like went too far, which I think was like not a great character to use. Especially, it was a few years ago, so like it wasn't like a recent thing. Okay, but I was just like, that's literally someone that Frank Castle said he would not be cool with. Uh, and she tries to kill Frank when she finds out that Frank is the Punisher. If I'm remembering from one of the comic runs, like there's different versions of her. There's like that Jim Lee did a version where she was his friend, and then they did another version right before the reboot where she hated him. And her continuity might have been different between the two. So I don't want to piss off nerds. Yeah, I, uh, I read. I haven't read every Punisher comic ever. Uh, what was I it? was really busy uh, ruining my body. Agent Venom got a sidekick at one point, and it was like a yeah. She was of... like demonic, right? Like symbiote and also cursed. Something like that. And I remember thinking, it's like, huh, I dig it. If, honestly, the and, symbiote would be a good reason for like a Punisher person to have a different way of doing things. It's, he's like a Punisher. Oh, yeah. Sort like of, instead a of an anti Venom. Venom. Agent Punisher. Yeah. So I mean, Flash Thompson could pick up the... I mean, I feel like whenever you use... A or you just take the whole Ultimate run. Or what was it? Uh, where Scorpion became Venom for a while? That was uh, Dark Avengers. Yeah, I would have the the guy who was Scorpion instead of becoming Venom become Punisher. Punisher. Ooh, like a redemption arc for the crazy man. Yeah, because he already had like this weird techno suit thing that I kind of like the idea. Maybe he like I'm gonna ditch the like I'm gonna replace my arm and turn into like the big tail thing and make it more of a mounted gun sort of war machine. Oh, type so you thing. would still just have him be like a Death Punisher. So basically, the beginning to Michael Bay's first Transformers, but Tyrese Gibson isn't gonna run away from this guy. Tyrese Gibson was in that. Yeah, he's in, like, three of them. I still... Dark of the Moon, I remember actually being kind of fun. I remember whenever they announced the live-action Transformers, I was like, dude, the human... The cartoon humans were always the worst part of that stuff. Them being replaced with live-action humans, it's gonna be way better. And whenever I saw that military scene, I was like, they, they're gonna do the right thing. Tyrese, I saw you in Blue's Clues, and now I and believe I'll, in you. I'll admit, having the Australian girl and the guy from Kangaroo Jack... Yeah. Uh, even then, I was like, yeah, they still got it. They're on the right track. It I'm was the the parents and the ladies' man 217 or whatever yeah. that started ruining it. Because I was like... Megan Fox was clearly a horny choice. Ugh. That movie was almost fine. I think you could cut Sam Wiggy's entire plot from that, and uh, it's a good movie. You'd have to completely rewrite the movie, but you'd you'd have a you'd cut the bats you cut the crust off your sandwich and it tastes a lot better. Challenge accepted that we stitch together five Transformers movies Into to try one and good movie and try, and try and make one good movie out of it. I might do that. Anyway, uh, yeah, this has been the Poppycock Podcast. Let us know what you think about Frank Castle. Should he stay this way he is, and just the world should change and not be stupid? Do you think that the change is good? What do you think of the logo? Uh, I guess for those of you that are purely audio listeners that aren't seeing the image of it up, it's a sort of like Japanese-inspired, I would say like if a tribal tattoo ran headfirst into the Punisher logo, this is kind of what would happen. But it doesn't look... A dude bro probably wouldn't have it as a shoulder tattoo, but he might have it on a tank top. I hope that helps. Uh, I certainly have opinions. It's not necessarily the direction I would have gone with the character myself, but I'm not opposed to what they might do with the character. I figure if it's good, keep it. If it sucks retcon it i mean that's what comics and movies do anyway uh but yeah stay tuned we're gonna do a uh, a matrix episode we're gonna be doing boba fett episodes we're gonna do uh the blade trilogy oh, and then as our lead up to morbius oh yeah our, our last episode was uh the director's cut of daredevil what a visual treat that's a movie meant for the blind 
I will say that. It's a movie meant for the dead. I would also agree with that. Uh, hopefully this has been interesting. Frank Castle might be a bigger player in the future, uh, especially with rumors of Eric Bana and Nick Cage coming back to the MCU. There's a very good chance that uh, with Daredevil and Kingpin officially confirmed, those characters tentatively attached to Multiverse of Madness at the time of recording, John Bernthal, he can't be that far behind the curve. Let's just hope that they can keep the same level of like spice and violence. Uh, just do The Mandalorian, but in the MCU, and you'll have it. There, that, honestly, yeah. Just do that. Anyway, thanks for listening, and uh, stay safe out there.